Who are we? Nobodies. Speak for yourself. Okay. We're Canadian filmmakers with the dream of surviving financially on the backs of our films. Welcome to our show where we bring people along on our film journey. Maybe we can learn a thing or two. Maybe we can teach people a thing or two while drinking beers. I mean, if you can't drink beers while filmmaking, what's the point? We are Fable Forest Films, failing our way to success. Welcome to Jurassic Park. I mean, our show. First Frames First. Welcome to First Frames First. It's a podcast about filmmaking. It and is. our journey as we try to make our own films, as we do make our own films. Right. Um, we've got lots of stuff on the go. We are podcasting pretty regularly right now. Uh, a few minutes ago. Now we'll see. Maybe it's last week. Maybe it's two weeks ago. Uh, we sat down with, uh, with Mike Wirtz mm-hmm. and uh, we started to plot out um, the concept for Winter Wonderland. Yep. Uh, continued to plot out. We've been working on it for a while now, mm-hmm. um, which is our uh, indie horror film that we hope to shoot through the wintertime. Um, we would like to be able to take this concept and pitch it to some people with influence. Yeah. So someone, a distribution, we would just like to see what the taste is out there for a movie of this nature. Right. Um, so we'd like to take... and. and the whole concept is built on the monster. Right. On these monsters that we're creating. Well, not the whole concept, but it's a large driving force in the film. The monster is definitely a selling feature. It's what's gonna yeah. it's what's gonna excite people. Even yeah. though the monsters, if you've been listening, are not the main push of the movie. That's right. Yeah. Um, but they are very important. They're what lock our characters into the situation that they're in. Yeah, so it's a single location horror. And the reason that these people cannot leave the home is, or the house, is because of these monsters that are surrounding the house, or these creatures that are surrounding, these humanoid creatures that are surrounding the house. So, um, that said, what we're doing right now is we are reaching out to a conceptual artist who is going to mock up some drawings. Hopefully, we're going to have this conversation right now. We're going to describe the monsters that we have in our minds to him. And then let his, comes up with. let his imagination run a little bit and see what he comes up with, yeah. And then maybe we can map our monsters according to that. Now, one of the things we have to deal with in this movie is, are the monsters going to be 3D or are they going to be prosthetic? Right. So are we going to have someone build actual masks, in which case we put like, you know, whatever, like in terms of budget, maybe a couple thousand bucks down and we, and we get like four masks made? Or do we take that couple thousand bucks and we give it to a 3D animation artist and we get them to, we have people just walk in with, you know, tracking marks on their face and they're on their head. And then we have the 3D guy actually throw them, throw yeah. the monsters onto them. I'm feeling like... Are you the, open? Yes. But I, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll be honest, thinking about our conversation that we had. Is he connected? Are we connected? Um, oh, he got it. Hold on. Yep. Thinking about our conversation. I'm, I'm, I, I'm feeling like a prosthetic might not be bad, like a, like a, a super mask. Yeah, like a super mask like, and a practical. I don't like mind the idea. Yeah, I don't mind the idea. The only thing is, with I'm just the mask, worried. I'm just it's worried. Gotta look, it's gotta be amazing. The thing is, I'm worried that we, like, if the person that we find to do the 3D just has to be that good, that it's gonna look real. That it's gonna be, it's gonna be good enough. Yeah. You don't wanna be like, hey, 
here's a huge chunk of the money we're looking at spending on this movie, yeah. and then it doesn't look good. Yeah. Right? Well, here we go. We're connected. So, so again, what we want to do is when we go and talk to these influencers, these distributors, we want to make sure not only do we have our story built out and we have uh, you know some of our concepts and our a little bit of a Bible, but we also have something to show, and we think that's a pretty important piece of the puzzle. So. Hi. Hello, my friend. Hello. Uh, this is Jason. Joe? Hey, sub Jason. Yep, name's Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. So, uh, I see you have a giant crocodile. Uh, we we are drinking beers. I hope you don't mind. I'm Cheers. I'm jealous. <laughs> we just got off almost a two-hour-long podcast um, where we were working through some of the horror film that I was starting to describe to you last night. Um, so we're getting there. We we have this we have this podcast, Joe, where we we document our film journey. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a couple independent filmmakers from Waterloo. Um, we have two drama slash comedy sort of feature films under our belt, and we continue to move forward. We're we're putting out a short film, and this is the next project we're working on. Um, so we were just just prior to connecting with you, we were just we got our little uh, audience here. And we were just starting to describe. Yeah. <laughs> it's not live, so you can. Yeah. And also, it's not uh, it's not PG, so you can say whatever you like. Um, but we were just describing, um, you know, the fact that, uh, like I was mentioning to you last night, we we have our concept, we have our, we're starting to build out our Bible and such. There you go. And um, when we go speak to some people with influence, some distributors, things like that. Um, we do want to have something to show. We want to have, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, um, but what it needs to be is kind of give people uh, an idea, excite them a little bit. And and it sounds like this is is something right up your alley. Mm -hmm. Um, Flesh it out, give it life, give it, give visions there, right? Exactly. Uh, Jay Jay just showed me your Instagram account. It looks amazing. So, so cool. Thank you. So, yeah, yeah, really amazing. I don't take compliments well, so every time I get one, I'll just be like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, that's how we all take compliments. We're all like, <laughs> fuck you. And then as soon as somebody's like, oh, I don't really like that, you like take it to heart and you drag it around with you on your back like a... Like oh, a, no, no, I take it one step further. I'm like, tell me how. And I obsess trying to change it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so shit. Yeah, this is... So, it's exciting. You, you can't really tell, but I got this big grin on my face because, like, this is exciting. Yeah. Oh, well, we love it. It's funny because awesome. every once in a while, people connect in a, in a weird way, right? Some people know one thing, right? Or, or, or they know people. Um, and uh, it was so – the story of how, you know, we, we got introduced to you is, is kind of funny. Um, I know Carlos from, from way back, and uh, I happened to – pop into or bump into him at his workplace we won't mention where it is pop into him at his workplace okay i did i bumped i bumped right into him and uh he was trying to help me out with a few things so we got chit-chatting and then a couple days later i just pinged him again i was like hey here's a couple things that i'm working on i i'm looking for this and this and this and this and he was like oh shit i know somebody that's that's quite the artist and and pinged you and in five seconds you were like yeah, fuck yeah. Let's talk about what 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 are we doing? So, what I'd love to hear um before we get into the nitty-gritty is, you know, we do have a podcast and we do like like to to meet new people and have guests and things like that. Mm-hmm. Joe, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Where are you from? What's tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Oh, Illustrator, uh, operating out of Toronto. Well, this is Saga now, but it was Toronto. Yeah. Uh, was born in Toronto at least, but we moved to Georgetown and found it wasn't to our liking because you know every everyone's in Georgetown. We're part of a Lithuanian community and all that. So mm-hmm. forty-five minutes there and back every Sunday, every Saturday. And we're like, eh, fuck it, we want to go to school. So found a place up uh, in Saga. So now we're up there. And what, uh, what did you mostly, go, what did you go actually, to school for? So I could go to art high schools and stuff because even at that when I was young, they were like I was like I'm gonna be an artist. Can't tell me what to do. I'm not gonna be a fireman. Not gonna be a scientist. Not gonna be an engineer. I'm being an artist. And they're like, oh, but they want my parents, being the lovely people they are, they went along with it, and I'm here now. I'm looking for a, looking for artwork mainly. I, I draw people with swords, people hitting each other with swords, monsters, and like cool. weird things. I, I mean, yeah, just taking a quick yeah. snapshot of your Instagram. We didn't, we didn't like. Really got di- elevator. We didn't, yeah, I got it. We didn't dive uh, through your Instagram account, but what we did was Carlos sent us like a quick snapshot of your top couple photos, and we're, I was like, yeah, that guy. <laughs> this guy will know. This guy knows yeah, what, yeah, what to do. Yeah. This was amazing. <laughs> so what, uh, what are you doing right now? That, um, just, just like, what are the projects that you're working on right now? Nothing big. Uh, <clears throat> mostly uh, just personal projects, trying to add things to my portfolio, diversity, and get my stuff out there. Maybe cool. I'll get picked up by a studio or something. Hey, who knows? Well, who knows? Let's, let's, let's get you your first fake gig. Um, <laughs> so, so let's, what, what I'd like to do is, and now here's the thing. I like to try to ask people to not talk too much about the projects that we're working on at the same time. We do podcast about it, so if you want to, <laughs> you know what we are. We don't do NDAs because we put our stuff out there into the world. Yeah, so big the, time. the The idea being that the the principle of the like the, that little spark of inspiration that's not as unique as people think. It is unique and it is valuable, but really the hard work, you know, the ninety nine percent perspiration that you put in afterwards, and that really defines the project and makes it what it is. You're like. Look, go ahead and steal our film It'll idea because be different. No, good It'll luck. Be different. I trust me, my lips are sealed. Right? Yeah. And Rats, uh, I don't know I've but, kept I've kept bigger, smaller secrets and all <laughs> continuing so. No, I think I think to Adrian's point, it's it's simply if someone wanted to steal someone else's idea, I mean they gotta mm-hmm. they gotta go through all the work and the years of effort yeah, to actually make it go happen. For it. You gotta work for two years before you're gonna make a movie. So <laughs> if you wanna make oh, yeah. my movie, yeah, that's fine. Oh yeah, and it'll be different. That's the thing. We could both take the same idea. We would two people would take the same idea and make a different thing. Do you ever notice? And and we're gonna jump into this, but you know how I like to diverge. Do you ever notice how similar movies seem to come out in Hollywood all the time? Yeah, two, like I, I think it's a, I think it's Studio Wars. Studio Wars, like percent correct. The one, I the one I, the one I remember when I was a young, like maybe like late teens. Yeah, was um, Armageddon Crimson. and Deep Impact. Yes. yes, but that wasn't the one I was going to say. I was going to say Crimson Tide mm-hmm. and Down Periscope. Yeah, two submarine, oh, two submarine movies came out almost at the same time. Yeah, one was like serious with Gene Hackman and um, Denzel Washington, yeah. and the other was Kelsey really Grammer, like a yeah. comedy. Anyways, and I, I, I think it's the, the major studios are like. They're making a submarine movie. Well, we should be making a submarine movie, and <laughs> then they kind of the month syndrome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So what we'd like to do, Joe, is we want to give you a quick rundown of what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hit me. Um, with a movie concept, 
and then we're going to describe the monster to just give you some idea, and then we're going to let you roll with it. Um, and and think about it for for like five minutes, and then get to work because no, I'm just kidding, um, but not but not really. So um, okay, right, got Photoshop open. So here's here's what we're going to describe. Um, the we are making a murder mystery inside of a monster movie. Okay, so. We are going to tell the story of a group of people who are essentially locked in a suburban home going through a situation where they find out that somebody inside the home is killing the other people inside the home. Mm -hmm. Now, ordinarily, people would just run away. But unfortunately, these guys can't because outside the house, there is a monster situation going on. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm breaking it down to its like tiniest bits and pieces. But what we have is a situation where we we are living in post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic situation. snow-covered Canada. Mm-hmm. I like the idea, and um, there's creatures out in the world that will hunt you down and tear you to pieces and yeah, eat your yeah. eat your bowels. So so talking about, <laughs> yeah. So so what we have is we have this sort of a, a single location movie where people are they they're forced to 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 remain confined in the house. And um, so we have the story that happens inside the house, but outside of the house are these creatures who are not really intelligent. They're very, they're, they're basically animals. Um, they are our version of what a zombie might be, um, but not zombies. No. And in the fir- in this movie, we're not going to get into what, how the creatures actually came into existence. But we will talk about that with you so that you kind of... Or we'll talk about what we had in mind so that you can see kind of what we were thinking. Um, so you want to talk about the monsters? Yes. Yeah. So first of all, does does all that kind of make sense? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got you. you got Canadian rustic wilderness. People snowed in post-apocalyptic. Can't go outside. You'll get eaten. Someone inside yeah. is trying to kill everyone. We don't know why. Love Can't it. go outside. What are we going to do? I'm glad. I'm, he's, he's excited <laughs> already. You can tell. Outside. It's amazing. <laughs> Keep talking. Okay. So here's here's what our monster is. And you, you interrupt me when I yeah, yeah. get off track. We have a creature. And I'm going to just say right now, this creature, for now, is an alien. Okay? Um, and what has happened is this, this creature... Alien, underlined, bolted. This creature is... Let's just say, for the sake of argument right now, it's like a manta ray that sits on top of a person's head, okay? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't exactly look like a manta ray. It doesn't have to, but but essentially imagine like a big blobby thing that sits on a guy's head and covers their eyes, okay? So the, the creatures themselves are blind. Correct. And they make the person blind. So they, they are a symbiote, okay, or sim symbiote and they essentially dig into this person so they've got something at the back is going to probably go into their spinal cord mm-hmm. let's say um they're going to go over the person's eyes um blinding them as well um and th- the the entire unit on top is like an animal it's like a muscle right so you might yeah. see it twitching whatever you might see it kind of working its way um and what happens is it's got these these kind of like, um, let's say they're the creature's legs, but they're bony. 
Sort of like a sort of like a lobster leg, lobsters the skinny legs of a lobster. Right. And now, what, now what what we're describing is just what we were thinking. Correct. But if you if you had an idea that took you in a different direction or something, or you wanted to try something, that would also be fine. We're just letting you know kind of what we had boiling. Yeah, mm-hmm. like your vision. Yeah. 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 So, so, yeah I got you. so these things have these these lobster like claws, let's say, yeah. but they're not really claws; they're just kind of feet, let's yeah. say. And uh, they're so they're over top of the guy's eyes, and these things come down and they grab the person's mouth, and they they essentially rip the guy's mouth open. Mm-hmm. exposing their teeth okay like in, in a in a constant like growl it's, it's almost like, like of pain thing yes yeah. yes it and, is. and it is almost like dentistry these these um these creatures know that the teeth are the tools that of killing right right and so they are exposing those to get as much correct teeth impact as possible you know yeah. what i mean or teeth so that is that is essentially the monster now, now the gonna... teeth the teeth are not beautiful pearly yeah, white human teeth job for me already this is like the kind of stuff i'm supposed to figure out i like this yeah so so the thing is about the now that's essentially what the creature is now i'm going to mention one more thing about the creature which is that if you were to rip the creature off the person's head mm-hmm. underneath would be like lots of needles and spikes that like would go be. into the person's head yeah. or skull or whatever. Okay? Yeah, like sticks into their brain. Exactly. So as soon as it's on you, you can't take it off. Exactly. Yeah. If you take it off, I mean the guy's dead, right? Now, this turns... When they're on a person, it turns them into a, an animal, a monster, basically, mm-hmm. right? They're no longer under control, and they are. they don't feel the same sort of pain that we do, whatever. So, yeah. so um, I want you to imagine a real person who's been under the influence of this thing, but in the snow for a week, they're going to be, their clothes are going to be ripped and snowy and dirty. They're cold sores. They, cold exactly. Sores. They might, they might, yeah, black they, fingers. Like their face might start to have some black yeah. um, frostbite marks. Their fingers might be, a finger might be broken. Now they, they are operating, they are operating like a higher metabolic rate. Um, Almost like they are getting shots of adrenaline to their system, mm-hmm. so they don't they they wouldn't die in the cold as fast as we would die in the cold, right. but they are struggling from the cold, right? Mm-hmm. It is it is affecting them, yeah. Now, as they bite things, their teeth would break. Yeah, there's no the 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 aliens don't give a shit about, about the human about the, host, the human host, yeah, right. So as they're yeah, killing yeah. Do, people, do they ever, can they ever come off like on their own and get to another host? I think so. I, I think know. so. I think they just use and abuse the host, and at the point at which the host is no longer good, they would hit the road somehow. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's like they kill another person, and then they would, during that, you know, during the turmoil of the murder, right. they would. Sure. So possible. Yeah. And uh, they have to keep moving. Figure that out later. Right. <laughs> and so, the, but the thing about the teeth is that they would be human teeth. Some teeth might be normal broken. human teeth, but some might be chipped off and broken and jagged and whatever. Yeah. And uh, and the other thing about these these uh, creatures is that we haven't figured out maybe why yet, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But they do make the person drool black gunk. 
black yeah. goo. Oh, a bunch of easy like, explanations for that. Like we'll oil shit coming out and dripping yeah. on their shirt and out of their mouth and everywhere. Yeah, it, and it was just, it, I think, from from my perspective, it was just to, like, stop that the pink look. Yes. We just wanted to, like, kill that pink, healthy look in people's mouths. Right. So we needed to, like, gunk it up big time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and so one of the things that they that they do is in order to locate anyone, is they would actually echolocate. So they would make clicking noises. So it would be like... It would be like... <laughs> anyway. And really? just... So just imagine... <laughs> so you can imagine as you're, as you're building... As you're building... You do it. You guys ever played The Last of Us? Yes! This is... This is... You're right. Look, it's... So there are, there are many... Um, as we talk, it's funny because as we talk, there's many different kinds of monsters and zombies, right? Um, we were actually just talking, I was talking with my son about, um, uh, do you ever play, um, Half-Life? Oh, I've never played Half-Life, There's these... going to go with head crabs. Yes, exactly right. There's those head crab things that go over the entire person's head or whatever. Yeah. But, so you're right. It, it's, the echolocate kind of comes from Last of Us and it comes from a couple other things, but, um, as we've... As we've grown these characters and we've built them from originally they were going to be, uh, you know, uh, these creatures that come up out of the ground and things. But as we built them into to these alien um, creatures, um, yeah, so we just want you to think about kind of the way that um, a person would, because they are in control of the person's body, how they would move, they would be animal-like, they would be cringing maybe an ear towards whatever their... Mm-hmm. their uh, they're hunting or whatever. They move really creepily and strangely. Um, so you can kind of distort the bodies in, in certain ways that people wouldn't normally walk. Um, because, again, they're not in control of themselves anymore. It's this mind yeah, it's, that's it's in control. Of, uh, like how it, it knows that humans and that gravity and stuff works, but it doesn't know like, biology perfectly. It right. can just only hijack the host. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So so there's that. And so there's there's the monster stuff. And I... I uh, we can chat, chit chat about if you have some questions. That's really the monster in a nutshell. Now, I I personally would like the monster, to, the the human host, to be infected, yeah. and then for the monster to grow out of the human. Mm. So it isn't like a it isn't like a something that crawls and climbs onto your head late at night, but rather the human population is infected, and then it grows out of them. Mm. And then it is able to move on to another person. Okay. Mm. So I, I like so, that. So goof around with some stuff. I but but like I say, to be honest, where we need to start and where we need to move with, you could probably do something that's just on. Like mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. the thing is, is that stage one is we need to talk to some people and we need to have some things to throw throw out in the wind, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, sure. Now, the other thing I wanted to throw out there, just depending on how you feel about um, quick art and things like that, and this can be uh, a quick sketch, but there's a, a certain piece of this film. It's the opening sequence, um, and I would love to see it in a concept art format as well. What happens is, we uh, the opening scene is of a um, suburban neighborhood. Okay, so if you just imagine um, houses on both sides of the street, yeah. uh, uh, just a street going straight down, cars in driveways, but the whole thing is covered in snow. Okay, um, mm-hmm. 
And it's post-apocalyptic, it's post- ca- post-apocalyptic cars in driveways. Correct. Yeah. So, so, so just imagine that there are no tracks, right? So it's yeah. not it's not cars yeah. driving back and forth. It's it just been plowed. Right. Cars are just in the driveways, and they have been for weeks, and they're covered in snow. Scene of abandonment in the winter. Exactly mm. right. And then what what is right in the middle of the street is a big mountain man, covered in furs. Maybe has like one of those, you know, toques with a pom pom on it. No, maybe not. But <laughs> like uh, a Davy no, Crockett. No, like a, like one of those hats. You know those. You know those those um kind of like Russian hats that that have the ear flaps and the flap up top or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. he's there and he has like a stick, maybe like a bow and arrow on his back, and yeah. uh, and he's just stopped in the middle of this this thing and he's yeah, like, like a looking gi- back or something like he heard something it could be yeah exactly and he's like a giant of a man he's a big man and he's got furs and because because i'll i'll give you i'll give away the the opener um at first the 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 very first scene of the movie there's a guy who who is um trying to leave this house that we were just talking about and mm-hmm. he, he kind of goes through a little bit of a, a monologue, which gives us a little bit of an idea of the story that we're having here. He's looking out the window. He looks – everything looks safe. He's like, I'm not staying in this house anymore. And out he goes. He thinks he's safe. He's trying to start his car. And then these monsters come and get him. There's a lot of, like, noise and mayhem and everything. And then we cut to this serene um, moment where, again, we see this suburban neighborhood – complete emptiness and and um in walks one of the, the, the basically the hero of the story is this big guy he's got fur coat and all this kind of stuff and then um he kind of stops in the middle of the street and then the creatures kind of come out and they pass him because they can't see him the creatures can't see because he doesn't move he like stops he hunkers down and he just like stops moving altogether and the creatures like come out. All of a sudden, they'll come out over, sort of over the snow, yep. and then they'll kind of move around him, and then past him, and then and then know, on he, he survived, goes. and then he stands up and on he goes. So down. the idea is that he knew that they were there before they even came out, right? And he's yeah. so. Anyways, he's kind of our mountain man hero that knows things that other people don't and whatnot. Um, but what I'd love to have is just a very rough sketch of. Uh, you know, some houses, some cars, a street that's not plowed, and it's just snow, and there's trees, and mm. and here's our hero, kind of standing still, um, just in the middle of the road. In the middle of the road, really. That's that's really it. Just so that yeah. we can, when we present that idea, it's it gives some leads some power to it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? What, tell tell us now. You've heard like a little bit of Susant of the story. Now we get where we go from there is we go into this house full of people. And uh, there's a lot going on, but what ends up happening is some people start to die, and yeah. we have like a little bit of a murder mystery. You don't really know which of the people is has become a killer. Yeah. Um. And we're we're essentially doing a, a little bit of a murder mystery inside yeah. this house. And the mountain man, and what, what we what we're also doing is, the mountain man is going to become, is going to survive along with the killer, and they're going to become. Arch nemeses, you know the the like like Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty, mm-hmm. and they're going to continue into this world of aliens and you yeah. know and and creatures that devour people as mortal enemies. But uh, in this house is where we we see who they are for the first time. Right, we see hero mountain man and murdering killer. Yeah, 
<laughs> Back and forth. Yeah. The only, like, what do I think? I'm liking this. I like it. The <laughs> kind of edge of paranoia, the post-apocalyptic, you know, lots of room to play, lots of room to design, lots of room to do things. And that's, that sounds fun. It's good, like, yeah. some channeling's a bit of a thing, channeling a bit of you know, 10 Cloverfield Lane, a little bit of yeah. Last of Us. Yep. Got a little yeah, bit yeah. of these great, oh, it's good, good DNA, good bones. I only really have one question, is that when you think of the silhouette of the creatures, you see, like, you know, a person, uh, or maybe contorted, whatever pose, clothes, whatever is covering him, maybe, like, a couple in a fireman's jacket or something. Okay. Like, on his head, like, it, how much does the creature, like, stick out? Is it, like, really obvious, like, looking at him? Like, if you're going to look at this mm. thing coming at you from a doorway in the black, is it just, like, a like a weird lumpy mass of the shape and this, look for a head, or is it, like, a, it's, like, close to his head? Like, what do you think here? I, I think it's close to his head. I think that, that it, there is a... I think so. There's a sort of a stealthiness to them. Like, I... I, I Stealth? Yeah, true. like, like they, they have the ability. They don't... They're not like... Uh, you know what I mean? Oh, no, yeah. yeah they, they move... They, no, it's important they, to stick They can move. <laughs> they can move really quick. And I think because they move really quick, the animal would keep really close to the skull. Let me ask you this question. I'm going to throw out a couple couple differences and then you can tell have you seen the movie um silent hill no uh, yes okay. i have well, uh, i have have you seen i have not now i i haven't either which is terrible but have you seen the nurses the pictures of the nurses ah, those guys i like them okay Thank you. Gra- grab a grab a picture of yeah. the nurses from silent hill so where i'm going with this is i'm trying to i'm trying to ask adrian if he thinks that the it's close like almost a second skin do you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. or yeah. Or if we're talking about kind of elephant man, an extra two inches on each side. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. close, but not skin tight. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Okay. See what I'm saying? Super yeah. close to the skin? Yeah. Or... I mean, I mean, I think that's... Or a face hugger from Alien. Like an extra... Like a thing yeah. on the head. I think it's a thing on the head. Yeah. Uh, but this is as opposed to I mean this is creepy as skin tight thing. Yeah. Jesus, this is creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, oh, he, yeah. Oh, he knows. I know exactly what you're talking about. He yeah. knows. Yeah, so does that so what do you think? Any any additional No, not really. I I have a couple of really cool little flashes and ideas I've got going on right now. Uh, I think I just need to get some stuff out on paper and see I what love, comes up. I will throw I a love... lot of sketches at you by the way. Uh, oh, my, look, thank you. Some people would say, like, you know, yeah, I can handle it, but, like, this might be intimidating. I, I sketch a lot. Cool. I love creatives because you can Thank see, you. you can, you can, you get the sense when somebody gets excited about something and they're like, okay, my brain is already starting to. Yeah. So, and <laughs> just a last thing, Joe, that I actually haven't mentioned to Jay before is that I actually, I actually see that the legs that go into the mouth are actually going straight through the back of the mouth. And I, and I don't know if this affects anything, but they're connecting to the spine through the mouth. Connect to the spine through the mouth. That's And that's just in my head. I just thought to myself, like... So man, anyway, okay, well, listen. I mean, I don't know if that... Listen. I don't know if that does anything. I mean, I always saw them as being able to come out and grab somebody. Oh. Sure. Like grab a face. Yeah. Oh. I didn't think about that at all. Even while I thought, on top of another man's head, so he can like kind of hold it there while he's gnawing at him. Oh, or something. oh wow! I didn't think about that. 
something to think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. That's that's what I'll be doing. I'll be Here's the, <laughs> but the the thing is, the the only problem is, Joe, is we're gonna be real here. Mm-hmm. We have to, as we go, yeah, we have to make the firm decision if we are going prosthetic, yeah, or if we're going VFX, yeah, right. So if we're going prosthetic, having fucking legs that go like rah and grab yeah, you, yeah, like I mean a, that may be a no go, right? So I mean we have to we have to think about what we're gonna do too. It's not and, like you have like Studio AVI around the corner or like way to No, we do yeah, not. Yeah. We it's here's the thing. We are micro budget indie yeah. filmmakers, but we are everything we do, we always try to amp up our game yeah. in every project, um, you know, and, and push the push the limits and uh if we do get financing of some sort in some sort of fashion, the money is going towards making the monsters, the monsters look good, as amazing as oh, we yeah. can, right? So we we, we oh, might sure. we we might only have like six shots oh, of right. the monster, right? Or less. Yeah, we would just we would have only the shots that we need to tell the story, and we'd make yep. those shots. Hopefully, would make them sing, right? Yep. That's how we. Mm. Because yeah. you you sell the whole concept of the movie based on the monsters, based on that one time where the monster kind of comes yeah, out and he goes. It really yeah, is. Like, like, you, like you go outside, you see that thing, like fuck no. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you see the trailer and you're like, fuck no, I'm out, <laughs> I am out. <laughs> you look at like a second out the trailer, like yeah, I see why they don't go outside. So. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay, well, Joe, we're. I tell you what, we're gonna leave you with that. We're gonna let you play and think. Um, and stew, um, but before we go, we we have a cup. We have a couple things that we mm-hmm. need to do for our show, yeah, um, right. because it's it, it's important. Uh, number one, before before we get into the ending, uh, tell tell the folks where they can where they can they can hunt you down. Do you let people hunt you down? Do you let people jump on and follow you on the, all the the, the, the Instagrams the, and the, the, tweet, yeah, the tweet box and all that kind of stuff? Do you, have, do you have websites and all that kind of jazz? We just have you on Facebook now, so... Yeah, I do have a, uh, I do have a website. The only problem with that, it's a, it's a, it's a fucking mouthful because it's my real name because I didn't think that, you know, thought that people could easily search my name up. And here's, here's, where, here's what we're going to do, Joe. Don't even worry about it. My, uh, you just sent it to Facebook me. and my Instagram through it. Uh, small motion reel for YouTube, whatever. I'll just spell it out for you. It's yoazizenkavages.com. J-U-O-Z-A-S... Z e n k e v i c i u s dot com. Now, dot com. J- just say it again. <laughs> yep, so, I forgive you. J u o z a s z e n k e v i c i u s. Now, pronounce your real name. Go. Yours Felix is Felix is the sixth. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Did you just say the sixth? The yeah, sixth? Yeah, I'm the sixth Yorzis in my, uh, in my oh, family. From that's my amazing. I love that so much. That's so <laughs> cool. There are six before you. So, that's awesome. So I was actually, um, an aside, because why not? Um, yesterday, uh, I was showing my son. Did you guys see any of the Remembrance Day stuff in Canada? They, mm-hmm. Bell put out a cool commercial. Telus put out a... No, I didn't see anything, no. Telus put out this thing where, um, if you they put out the hundred and seventy thousand or one hundred and seventeen thousand Canadians that have died over in, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. wars and stuff like that, and as you scrolled through these names, a poppy kind of bloomed into life, and when you got to the bottom, they gave five dollars to um, 
the uh, Royal Canadian Legion, okay? For every person that scrolled all the way through. So my my son, my great-great-grandfather, or my, sorry, my great-grandfather, my son's great-great-grandfather um, died in World War One, mm-hmm. And so I actually whipped through and I found his name on this TELUS website. It was wow. crazy. So my, uh, when I was, uh, my grandfather was the last of his name. Mm-hmm. All going through, like, Many, many generations, my grandfathers and fathers and whatever mm-hmm. were John Henry, Henry John, John Henry, This is Henry a thing John. people do. <laughs> it was crazy. Like, all through history, it was John Henry Green, Henry John Green, John Henry Green, Henry John Green. And then my Jason. grandmother was like, nope, nope, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ken was my dad. So and anyways, Ken and then like not... Thousands of thousands of generations of a thing, and my grandma was like, "Nope, screw it, I'm out." Anyways, so whatever. But uh, thanks, Joe. So here we go. Oh, we we, on, we on. put I your. Wanna, I want to know where to where to get your guys' short short movies and don't stuff. I want to see the kind of stuff you guys did. Don't you worry. We're gonna send that to you. And in fact, I'm gonna make sure I have your website correctly, and I'm gonna put it in our show notes and all that kind of stuff. Oh, please. So Thank you. I'm, I'm gonna send you a pile of stuff. Here's what we're gonna do. We get we get at least twelve listens. At least twelve. They're all my mom. So hopefully your mom will start listening to our show. It's gonna be amazing. Okay, we have some. We have Here, some. We have some we trivia. Do. She does really like my art, but every every show, what we do, Joe, is we do a little film trivia. So we're gonna we're gonna give you the trivia. If you want to think of a question, you can throw it out there. But we're gonna talk about some trivia. You can try to guess, and you're gonna win valuable. We don't know prizes. the answers either. No, we don't. Here we go. We're gonna do film trivia. I'm going first. Okay, go. What number are you doing? <laughs> do it, do I'll it. do all the twos. Okay, twos. Who was the next person to be nominated for Best Screenplay, Best Director, and Best Actor after Orson Welles in 1941? Oh, man, I don't know. Mel any, Gibson, uh, Braveheart. Any awards? No any awards way. things I've done. <laughs> best Screenplay, Best Director, Best Actor. He says... I'm saying Mel Gibson in Braveheart. I'm going to say... Holy Christ. It's got to be. He directed and yeah. wrote the screenplay? Yeah. Oh, right. did he write? Yeah, he did. Is that for writing? Best oh, screenplay, best director, best actor. I'm going to say Sylvester Stallone for Rocky. Oh. He didn't direct it. Shit. Turn it over. <laughs> Woody Allen. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> what? <laughs> Woody Allen. You know what? I, okay, I can see. I, I mean, that makes, that. it does make sense, though. Come on. Okay. <laughs> How I don't even know who this person is, but how old was Tatum O'Neill when she won her first Oscar? Nine. She won an Oscar? Nine. I don't even know who she is. Who is she? I don't know either. That's... This is terrible. This is not... This is... Come on. Ten. Yes, I win. Uh, I said nine, but... <laughs> oh, here we go. Hey, what's the number between oh, This This is very relevant. What Bond film featured George Lazenby as James Bond? Remember oh, a couple I episodes know, I ago, I did James Bond trivia. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, too, I'm too young for the older Bonds. I'm gonna say, what number Bond was it? No, what Bond film started featured George Lazenby? He only played Bond one time. Uh, in between yeah, guys that had yeah, done yeah. it a couple times as James Bond. I I'm, I don't know. Here we go. Octopussy on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Okay, what sport? Does Gene Hackman coach in Hosiers? Hoosiers, oh, and it's basketball. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sure it's basketball. Hoosiers! Yeah. yeah, it is. There's a famous 
there's a famous Hoosiers. I don't in, even know. Here's what that the thing. Is. In every God, I'm so terrible, Joe. I'm so terrible at this. In every sports film, there's a famous uh, monologue that the coach says, and people start doing something like this. The slow clap. <laughs> Anyways, okay, moving on. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought he had a point to I, what he was saying. No, I'm just there was I, no point. No, because here's what I'm going to do. Oh, well, I'm going to find you the I'm YouTube. Sorry. I'm going to find the YouTube video of Gene Hackman's speech. Up with my internet. Oh, are you dead? We can still hear you. Can you hear us? Boop. Show's over. Let's try to reconnect and get this show over. Yeah. Yo, Joe. Oh, sorry about that. That was—I uh, don't know if it's my internet or yours, but something happened. No, yeah. no, no, no problem. No worries, bro. Um, okay, we're finishing up. How many frames a second are most films projected at? Twenty-four. Yeah, nailed it. Joe is the winner. Yeah. Or the we- wait, I got I, Hoosiers. I got so Joe, really? Joe and I are tied right now. I got Hoosiers. So yeah, yeah I was like, yeah, you got Hoosiers. You got the Joe. You got this the, is and you got the um. Well, I got the Hoosiers too, but you got the um ten-year-old question. You no, no, he said no, nine. I, I lied. I said nine. He said nine. All right, for all the marbles, what is the English translation of Das Boot? The boot. The boat. The boat. The boat. The boat. It's not a boot. (laughs) Of course it's not a boot. boot. You dumb shit. They drink out of a boot. No, they don't. It's a boat movie. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. It's it's a a German submarine. Submarine. It's an awesome Uh, movie. I saw it recently. Yeah. Fantastic. Let me tell you something. When you watch it on VHS, there's two of them. (laughs) Dos boots. Anyways. Okay. And here we go, Joe. (laughs) Here we go, Joe. Last segment of our show. We we've been we've been every time we have a guest, and thank you for joining us. And this has been fun, and we're excited to see what you come up with. Um, but every time we 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 bring somebody on now, we ask them for their three Desert Island movies. These are the movies that you want to watch over and over and over oh, again um, on repeat. Something that you can't oh, get enough shit. of. Oh my lord, that's a uh, that's a really hard. I've been trying to figure that that kind of shit out. Must try not to include porn if you can help it. Seven, seven would be number one. I think. Oh, uh, amazing. amazing! That is awesome. Uh, I love that movie. Yeah, oh, I fucking we, love it. We um, do too. What was it? Oh god, maybe Master and Commander. Maybe. Really? Okay. Maybe Master. Cool. Uh, I hate that movie. I would say Alien, but like after the, after, I love that movie to death. But like it gets old after a bit, you yeah. know. After watching it for so many years, Oh God, this is hard. Princess Mononoke. Okay. I'll go. Yozes. Wow. Awesome, bro. I love that movie with a passion. Can I just tell you that you just blew all the audio? Legitimate fantasy experience as a kid. Yeah. Like my grandpa brought it to me and i was uh i remember like they remember telling i was terrified of it that's that shit gave me nightmares like, yeah on the level of jurassic park did and i was what they told me i did was uh whenever i'd get scared at a movie i'd stand up and i'd walk like i'd keep my eyes glued to the screen but i just walk backwards and backwards as far as possible as i can go like it's like the farthest place possible behind like a rocking chair or something i just keep watching 
Just wow. remove myself, get away. Now, my kids don't listen to the show, thank God, but I'm going to embarrass my son a little bit. When my son, my youngest, Lex, when he gets scared, he, we have these four lounge chairs, like lazy boys sitting in front of our giant TV in the living room. When he gets scared, he kind of, he puts the feet out, like a lazy boy feet, and he kind of rolls himself over and kind of hides his head <laughs> off the side of the, <laughs> off the side of the, the thing, but he, he still looks, but he kind of like, he's like, at any moment I can just put my arms over my head and like I'm stretched out and I'm just not going to oh, pay attention yeah, anymore. Yeah. Does the same thing for love scenes. Oh, so, uh, he's scared of love yeah, scenes. Just, he's, he's, he's a young and yet, so. So one, one of the most beautiful things about Princess Mononoke that I loved is it was one of the first times that a movie didn't have a clear good and bad guy. Like you yes. could, you could yes. empathize, you could empathize with all the characters. You were like, I get what these guys are doing. They're not, all good and they're not all bad. Yeah, exactly. It, it was just now, amazing. This is, this is it Miyazaki. wasn't Disney, you know what I mean? This yeah. is Miyazaki. This is the, Miyazaki. This Miyazaki was really mad at everybody, especially like anti-environmentalist activists. So he, he, this is a very angry movie for him. This is probably the most horrifying thing he could ever put out. But it's mm -hmm. still like such a message of hope, even despite that. Wait, I retract Master Commander and replace it with Whiplash. Sorry. Oh, how do we retract that? I mean, good, good choice movie, because man. I thought Master and Commander was stupid. So <laughs> it was I'm good, just... but Whip, Whiplash beat it. Whiplash so I, is I, awesome. I, I, my personal struggles in that movie just resonated so perfectly with me. I could watch that and get that feeling of triumph over and over again. Uh, mm -hmm. I have Amazing. never seen Whiplash. Good choices. Good movie. Oh, and I have it. never seen Princess Mononoke. No, I have not. But... The only Miyazaki movie I've ever seen is Spirited Away, which, is which also I loved. Very true. wonderful. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, I loved it. What about he, you guys? He what about is, you so far? Yeah, do you know what? I would I would probably also go with seven. I would oh, go yeah. I would go with at the moment, and it does change, but I would go with Gone Girl. Mm. Really? You'd watch oh, Gone Girl over and over oh, again? Oh fuck. I love that movie. Like, that I is like a that, like, on the second watch, actually. Like, I think I I can I, I can dive deep on that movie all day. You guys are gonna hate my guts if I throw mine out there. And um, if I had to go with another one, I would. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, don't hurt yourself. Yeah, it's, it's just hard. it's just it's just tough. It is a tough. It's tough questions. Okay, well, I'm gonna go. And you go. Can think about you go. Favorite. But here's the thing. I, w I, I want you guys to understand that these are the movies that I just love. Okay, now they're guilty pleasures. Yeah, yeah. But it might hurt me to say them. Okay. Yeah. Number one. I love Bloodsport. It's, it's Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> like I grew up on that. You have to understand that the I could watch Island. Actually, no judgment. You have to understand that, that I could watch Bloodsport every day. Okay. What? Okay, USA. I mean, these guys are. <laughs> oh man, I get it. You, I get it. So the next one is The Rock with Sean Connery and Nicolas oh, Cage. I yeah, love that. Amazing. Movie. Uh, it's so I corny. You haven't seen it? Oh my god! Oh, it is. No, it is like it is. The, it is one of the greatest, like '90s action movies. Losers go home and complain about their best. Oh, Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. My wife was the prom queen. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> Carla. Carla was the prom queen. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. It's so good. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. some good stuff. It might be Nicolas Cage's best movie ever. Duh. What is da, the da, da, da. Yeah. Ed Harris? Oh my god, so good. Hans Zimmer did the score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was fucking amazing. 
The score is amazing. Well, Hans Zimmer. Yeah. And my third, I mean, my third, I'm not pandering, but it is Shawshank Redemption. I love the Shawshank Redemption. I can watch it all the time. Oh. You know what? That was so close to making that list. It pained me not to include it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's it, my favorite movie it is of all one time. Of, it is one of the greats. I would also... If I had to say, I'd also, even though me and Russell Crowe are not friends... Yeah. Gladiator. I would put Gladiator on too because I eh? love that movie. So good. And oh in God. fact, in fact, I love Gladiator so much. If I walk by anything that could potentially look like wheat, I run my hand, <laughs> I run my hand through it, and I think that someday I'm my dead die. wife and dead son will meet me in Valhalla <laughs> or wherever, and I'll be riding my horse. Anyway, okay, I'm just sorry. I'm good. Do you know what I'm going to say? Is my third movie just because of the the impact it had on me recently? Is Moana. Moana. The fucking the Disney movie. Disney the Rock? movie with, with the Dwayne Rock. the Rock Johnson. With Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I mean, Listen, I really? can't imagine that Go anyone's favorite it. movies have Dwayne the Rock Johnson in. Go and watch it. I mean, my son sings the songs all the time. It's awesome. Huh. Okay. It's really. I have seen it. It. You know what? I really just enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. One of your favorite rewatchable okay. movies of all time is Moana. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Joe, here's the thing. Joe, no, don't judge. Don't judge us. No, don't judge. <laughs> I don't judge. I judge the Moana pick. Joe, you can see. Joe, you can see the. You can see the kind of guys we are. We are fun-loving human beings who are obviously idiots, and uh, oh, yeah. we we uh, we, I'm, we I'm really. Dude, yeah, I need, I need you guys around. <laughs> <laughs> we really appreciate you taking the time to to join us, and we love. We can't wait to see what you you uh, come up with. Um, but uh, right, but uh, have you guys deemed to have me on the show? Amazing. <laughs> All right, we'll talk again soon, Joe. Thanks so much. Thank you, Joe. Good luck uh, and have fun. See you. Oh, I will. All right, good stuff. Cheers, dude. Good luck with film, boys. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> All right, that was fun. That was, uh, that was the show. Moana, eh? Okay, listen. Yeah. Disappointed. But that's okay. I had Bloodsport, so what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Moana will have Bloodsport any day. What are you going to do? Okay, that was it for, for today's show. We're, we're crushing this out pretty quickly here these days. I mean, this we're, is crazy. We're shooting a lot of them, so... Yeah. Um, everyone? Don't be stupid. Dream big. Work hard. Thanks for listening to the Fable Forest Films Podcast. First frames first. Yes. First frames first. Thank you, Jason. Welcome. If you enjoyed, head over to our website, www.thefableforest.com. Check out our films and sign up for our newsletter where we will send you exclusive content. Hit us up on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, always at The Fable Forest. And share our show with your friends. It will really help us out a lot. Dream big. Work hard.